Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Well, as we spoke uh, a few weeks ago, welcome to those online, of course, today. Um, We spoke a few weeks ago about uh, preparation for 2022 over the next few months, and it's important to to realign our, our focus back to the basics of who we are and what we believe. So I looked at the life of a believer and thought, okay, how could I break this up that is going to build the church strong? And I looked at four areas um, that we've been speaking about is the area of foundation, family, the Holy Spirit, and mission. And of course, as you can see today, is all about mission and uh, very important. But I want to quote a scripture that was the first scripture that Highway ever received. And it was Isaiah 54, uh, verse 2 and 3. And it says, Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left, your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Now, from the very first um, beginning of our church, this was a promise uh, that God gave us was about increase. Our first caption was a family church with a mission's heart. So mission has always been central to what we do and to who we are. And um, I remember in the early 80s, uh, um, I had a, I was in prayer and I, I had a picture come to my mind um, of a cow. And the cow was giving off milk and the milk was flowing to the nations. And the Lord spoke to me when I had this picture in my mind and he said, if the cow gets sick, the milk stops. That was the word of the Lord. And... Um, Highway is that cow. We are that cow. And the milk that flows from us uh, is our mission to the nations. That's how it all started. And it's vital to, to see that the cow, the church, highway remains strong and healthy. And I've always believed God for a, a big church because the bigger the church, the, the, the greater impact you can have on mission. It's not about size, it's about capacity. It's about what we're able to do, you know, as we grow and develop. And, uh, you know, Joey shared just a a facet of our mission uh, this morning, which is changing lives all over the Gold Coast. And we've got to understand that highway must never be the goal. We are not the goal but the pipe. We are the pipe that the life of Christ flows through. We are that connection between heaven and our community where we can bring life and hope and uh, love, uh, you know, everywhere we possibly can. And our responsibility as a church, as the believers in God together, is to keep that pipe clear from any blockages to the flow. Any blockages to the flow that will stop the favour, the goodness, the blessing, the hope of God going out 
from these walls to where it, it is so badly needed. So I want to have a look at three uh, blockages that I've noticed um, over the years. The first one is a small church mentality. If you have a look at verse 2, it says, enlarge the place of your tent. The key word there is the word enlarge. I think the one thing that all of us agree on is that we serve a huge God. Amen? We worship a huge God, a God that created the heavens and the earth. It doesn't get any bigger than that. That's who we, we serve. So when we look at his church, we can't approach it with a small church mentality. We're not here to do a little good. We're here to do a lot of good, to bless a lot of people, and uh, very much highlights the ministry of Jesus. The testimony about his life was that he went around doing good, doing good. And right in the beginning, God made a covenant with Noah in Genesis chapter 9, 6 and 7. It says, Whoever sheds human blood, by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. Listen to that. In the image of God has God made mankind. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. I've got to tell you, God's into multiplication. God's into big stuff. He's into big stuff. He's into multiplication. He's into increase because people are the most valuable to God. People are the most valuable to God. Why do we want a big church? Because it's more people that we can reach. It's more people that, that God has connected with. The bigger the church, the more people reunited with God, the greater the mission. That's what it's about. It's all about the mission. You know, I remember in the old hall, we started in the old hall in 1995 and um, the Pimpama Hall over the road and... Um, we're about 80 people, I think, at this point. And a lady came to me and she said, she said, I just love our church, Pastor. She said, I love our church. She said, I hope it never grows. She said, I hope it never gets bigger. This is like a family to me. And she said, I just love it. Now, I was kind and I was polite. But she was talking to the wrong bloke. I don't want a small church. While there are people outside these doors that need Jesus, you know, we have a mission. Amen? And we've got a big mission out there. So we need a big church to fulfill that mission. Timothy, uh, Paul instructs Timothy in, in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2 to petition and to pray and intercede for all people. All people. It's about all people. God is interested in all people. Verse 3 and 4 says, This is good and pleases God our Saviour who wants all people to be saved. All people to be saved. And to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's our mission, church. That's our mission. All people. All people, enlarge, increase, multiply. Why? Because everyone is valuable to God. Everyone, all people, each individual is important to God. 
and incredibly valuable to him. There's nothing small about the mission that God has. And we can't have a small church mentality. Another blockage is a, a complacent church. And if you look at verse 2 again in uh, Isaiah 54, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Do not hold back. I love that because it builds a picture in my mind. If, if you're a person that, that is holding back, you're a person that, that has hesitation. You're a person with lack of confidence. There's uncertainty in your life and there's complacency. He said, do not hold back. Do not hold back. The dictionary tells us that the word complacency means a feeling of quiet pleasure, especially with oneself. Self-satisfaction. That's what that word complacency means. Just listen to it one more time. A feeling of quiet pleasure, especially with oneself. Self-satisfaction. Wow, I've got to tell you, church, that scares me. That scares me. If that is a description of my faith, that scares me. Complacency will block the, the flow of what God is trying to do. That we could be so self-satisfied that we become a blockage to the flow of life out in our community to a dying world that's all around us. So self-satisfied that, that we lose a sense of mission in our lives. So consumed with our world and our situation and our circumstance that we, we never look over the fence to a world that's absolutely being destroyed. I think it's time we got a little bit of Holy Ghost dissatisfaction, don't you? A bit of Holy Ghost dissatisfied about the way things are, that we're going to make a difference. Because that's what motivates us. See, when we're satisfied, we're not motivated. Why would we be? We're satisfied. It's enough. We have enough. No, 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 we don't have enough. It's about all people. It's about all people. I don't want to be that church in Revelation, that chapter 3, the church of Laodicea. In verse 15, it says, I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. Verse 16 says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Church, this is exciting times. This is exciting times, and we can't afford to be complacent in this hour. We can't afford to block the flow of what God wants to do. Imagine walking your workplace, your school or, or situation every day, knowing, knowing there's a flow of God, of life that is coming through you, that you're the pipe, that you're the conduit to bring salvation to a dying world. That's exciting, folks that you can make a difference every day, everywhere you go, with everyone around you, and he be glorified. That's called the church, folks. That's called the church on mission. The church on mission. 
Paul said in 2 Corinthians verse 4 or 6, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. That's why we must be on mission. On mission every day. Begin to speak the good news instead of being obsessed by the six o'clock news. Amen? Are you as sick of the six o'clock news as I am? That's death in that. There's, it's hopeless in that. We have a different message. Amen? We have a message of light that dispels darkness. Is it dark out there? You bet. But that doesn't bother us. Why? Because we are full of light. His light. And the message that we carry is a light that, that just breaks that darkness. It cannot hold against it. I'm so, I am so over COVID. I am so over COVID. Now, as you can see by the seating, by the, you know, the, the way the church is run and, and everything, we abide by all the COVID rules. Absolutely. There's no question about that. You've got to be responsible in an hour like this. But I am sick of it dominating our lives. I am sick of it consuming us and holding us back, blocking the pipe of the flow that you and I have to bring hope and light into our community. It can't consume us. This season we're in cannot consume us. Why? Because we are the church. You know, the church has been through world wars, has been through other pandemics, you know, has been through thousands of years of, of attack against the church, and we're still standing. This is no different. Yes, we've got to be mindful of it. We've got to be serious about it. But it, it doesn't consume us. He consumes us. He consumes us with a light that shines through us out into darkness, and the darkness is dispelled. That's the gospel I read. It's what I want to be a part of. We've got to be on mission, not be complacent. And number three today, another blockage is distractions. Look at verse three. It says, For you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will dispossess the nations and settle in their desolate cities. I can't, I can't tell you how important this is to keep our focus upon our mission right now. I can't tell you how important it is to keep our focus upon mission right now, our mission, because everything we do affects the people around us and the generations that flow. The generations that flow, it affects every one of them. And there are countless families here, as you heard this morning, with what Joey does locally, but also in India and overseas. India, well, you know, they are doing it tough. And there are, there are, you know, countless lives that have been changed over the past 26 years because of what you have sown and because you're on mission. I'm talking thousands and thousands of people. Many of those will be listening to us today because you have made a connection and changed their lives. But if we allow ourselves to be distracted from our mission, they will be lost. They will be lost. I remember in Nehemiah chapter 6, 
Nehemiah was sent by God to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And he gathered all the families together and he assigned them parts of the wall that, you know, we, they all did a piece each and they built together. And I love, I don't know which chapter it is, but uh, there's a whole chapter, you know, designated to, and next to him was so-and-so, and next to him was so-and-so, and next to him was so-and-so, and next to him was so-and-so. The whole chapters are devoted to that, listing every family that stood together to rebuild the wall to protect the generations. And I love Nehemiah in this, that whole passage of Scripture because opposition came against him. Opposition came against him. His enemies that tried to lure him off the wall, they tried to lure him away from the mission that he was on and they said, you know, come on out, we need to discuss this. We'll go out to the plain of Ono. We'll go out there and then we'll talk about the, the work that you're doing. And Nehemiah said in verse 3, he replied, I am carrying on a great project and cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? I love that. So he rebuilt the wall. He rebuilt the wall. He kept on mission and he accomplished the task. It's a good thing too because they would have killed him. They would have killed him. But he stayed on mission. See, the enemy doesn't have to destroy you. He's just got to distract you from your mission. He's just got to keep you busy. He's just got to keep you distracted. He's just got to keep you in fear of every news bulletin. He's just got to hold you back and shut you down and keep you in and put a lid on your life. But I've got to tell you, that's not God's plan for you. That's not God's plan. That's not your mission. Your mission has not changed through whatever situation, whatever circumstances. Why? Because lives depend on you keeping your head in the game. Lives depend eternally for you keeping your head in the game. No one else can do this. Rotary don't lead people to Jesus. It's a church on mission because all people are important to God. Look, I've got to tell you that there are so many distractions that are around us right now and they're all designed for one thing, to take you off mission. Take you off mission. So you've got a higher calling than that. You've got a higher calling upon your life. You have received life and life to the full through Jesus Christ. You have a higher calling. You must remain on mission. That's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants to distract you. Don't fall into that trap. You know, it's so polarizing right now. It's so polarizing. We've got governments against government. We've got, you know, 
vaxxers against anti-vaxxers. We've got all of these divisions that are happening in the community. You know, I saw a sign on a news bulletin. This, this, there was this, some sort of march, and there was this one sign, that, and it said, um, uh, I don't need the vaccine, I have Jesus. And the point is not about the vaccine. The point is, it's good that you have Jesus. But what about your family? What about your friends? What about the people in your workplace? What about the people at the school? The people that are connected with your life, your neighbours. Vaccine or no vaccine, that's not the point. The point is, if you know Jesus, then what about them? Don't be distracted. Don't be polarised in this group or that group. Or Stay on mission. You have a higher calling. Stay on mission. God is on the throne. He is in control. COVID has not shocked him. He's not bewildered about what to do. He won't allow his children to be deceived. Would would you allow your child to be deceived? If you knowingly knew that something was going to harm your child, would you allow that to happen? No, you wouldn't. Well, he's my dad. And he won't allow me to be deceived. You are the church. Stay on course. Stay on mission. It's our higher calling. Let me pray for you today. Father, I ask each one of us to examine our hearts in knowing that we are the conduit that you flow through, that blessing flows through, that hope and light flows through. Father, check our hearts, examine our hearts, see if there's any blockages in us, any blockages of your flow to a dying world. And Lord, if there's any there, Father, today before you, we repent. We repent before you today. So sorry, Lord, we're we're, we're back on mission. We're back on track. We're distracted for a bit, but we're back. We're back on track. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning.